Warning, this podcast may contain graphic and triggering content. Please listen at your own risk. Each individual struggle is different and everyone's recovery and healing journey is different. Please reach out to a certified medical professional if you need help. Welcome to episode 51 of Stomp the Stigma. I can't believe we're past 50, you guys. Welcome back. We are back to our interviews. Welcome to Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. Joining me to Stomp the Stigma today is Paul Harmon. He is the director of the Rolling Barrage PTSD Foundation, and he is the CEO of the Rolling Barrage 2022. The Rolling Barrage is an annual cross-Canada motorcycle rally in support of veterans and first responders living with the effects of trauma, primarily in the form of PTSD. So Paul is here today to share what the Rolling Barrage is all about, what the ride looks like, all the details that you need to know, how you can join, how you can register, how you can donate... Plus, we get into a little bit of the stigma around PTSD itself, mental health in first responders and in men, and a little bit about wind therapy, and so much more. I will let Paul explain, but if you want any more information, have more questions, want to reach out, want to join, or want to donate, you can visit therollingbarrage.com. I am so happy to be back on interviews with everyone. Um, I hope you guys love this episode, too. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Just uh, catching up on stuff for my weekend before I go back to work tomorrow. So. Well, thank you for making the time to sit down with me. That's that's crazy. Not a problem. Not a problem. That's what we're about anyway. Just trying to get this uh, stigma PTSD squash down. So Absolutely. the more that we can do, the more we can get the word out. Well, obviously, the more effective it's going to be, right? So. Absolutely. Okay, I'm so excited to hear all about kind of what the rolling barrage is and introduce it to more of the community. And like I said, um, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I know you're, I know you're super busy. I am, but again, I want to thank you for reaching out to us and for doing this. Um, kind of what we did in the preamble. I just want to make sure that the, uh, the message gets out as wide as possible. Uh, myself and the other directors are very, very keen on getting what we're doing bigger traction and then a lot of our volunteers we have a strong uh, volunteer force they're also the same mindset you know we want to make this bigger and better uh, for the real for the real main purpose of just making uh it known for people to get help and without the message they don't know where to go and they can't get the help so that's what we're about so uh i'm paul Harmon, the uh one of the three directors for the Rolling Barrage PTSD Foundation. So it's our first year of being a not-for-profit organization. We stood up in April 27, 2001, so, or 2021, sorry. So we are finishing off our first year. Uh, it'll be our second year, but this is the sixth event uh, of the Rolling Barrage, the actual ride that goes coast to coast. So it's a little... 2022 is kind of a, a, a funky thing for us because we stood up on our own and became our own entity. What we're doing is we are 
out there to assist members of the Canadian Armed Forces, veterans, whether they're retired or serving, first responders, police, fire, emergency services, emergency workers, frontline emergency workers, uh, say an emergency uh, role, uh, or any members of the safety community that collectively or individually may have uh, contracted PTSD as a result of their service to Canada or her communities. So what we try to do is we raise funds and awareness primarily, and the funds that we generate, we send to uh, evidence-based activities or to purchase uh, tools to help them with their, uh, with their therapy. Uh, we look for things that are evidence-based now. Um, there was a large grassroots initiative when we started, which was good, but it's just all the grassroots out there are all over the place, and it's very hard for us to uh, identify is it the right thing for the right uh, for the right person? So we've changed our focus a little bit more to make sure that what we're doing out there isn't doing harm as opposed to uh, good, and that there are actual results from what people are doing when we uh, dole out funds. So that's where we have changed, uh, shifted a little bit. Um, we're trying to focus more on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs for what people need. Uh, that way we can use the money smartly and more effectively. If there's people that are at the lower end of the spectrum and they're at their basic thing, we wanna help them to stay alive. Uh, if they're more into the middle range and that's what's causing them to be into that, well, maybe we wanna focus on that. So we're looking at the weighting of it and where we actually wanna put this, as opposed to just people coming up saying, hey, can I have money? Um, we're not opposed to that. Uh, of course, we like to try and help as much as we can, but at the same time, we want to make it smart help. And that's what we're focused on. So that's what the foundation's role and uh, main mission is. Um, we actually have a mission statement and a vision statement uh, on our webpage. So we, we, we always uh, ask people to go to that for the specifics. The event itself uh, is our mechanism for doing that. It starts in Halifax, goes all the way to Vancouver. It's a group ride uh, for motorcycles and it lasts about 20 days uh, to 21 days depending on what we do in the schedule of that year for 2022 it will be 20 days starting on the long weekend in halifax on the monday and i believe that's the first i'd have to actually look at a calendar um going all the way across to uh, vancouver where we'll be terminating uh for our end ceremony uh, about 20 days later and We'll have a group of core riders that will go all the way across the country. Uh, that's primarily our road safety team. It gives a consistency to all the groups that we go across. And we have hundreds of riders that join on and off as we ride. So last year, we had about 400, just over 450 to 460 riders, uh, or sorry, registered participants. So that was about 360 bikes, I believe. Again, going off the top of my head. Uh, probably should have wrote notes before we did this, but, you know. So, yeah, we did about uh, 350 bikes that left about 60 participants and about somewhere in the neighborhood of 450 to 460 total participants for 2021. Uh, there was a core of about nine uh, actual people that started tire dip in Halifax and landed in Vancouver and did a tire dip out there, and that was our road safety team. And we, we did it where... We had two lead bikes, two tail gunners, a couple of waist gunners, and a couple of uh, other people involved that would help uh, with 
you know, uh, blocking if we needed to get out into traffic or if we didn't have uh, police escorts or just to try and maintain uh, a structure for the group and actually identify people to follow. It increases the safety level and that's one of our main things on that ride. So we're going to repeat that last year. It was very successful. Uh, we had a very successful year for uh, a complete restart of our of our overhead foundation with the people we were riding for before uh, for five years uh, or the previous four years uh, had taken a look internally and seen what they were doing and needed to make some changes and they realized now pretty much everything was about TRB the rolling garage and we decided that um, you know we wanted to keep it going they said we can't maintain this aspect of it um, it's best that you go off on your own so we took a look and went, how do we run a not-for-profit? So we did a lot of education in a very short period of time, and that's when we stood up was uh, April uh, in 2021. We're now doing things for ourselves. It's been a very large learning curve. Uh, we have a lot of volunteers. Our volunteer force runs about up to 30 people uh, on national level to local uh, for planning for the events as we arrive, as we're en route. We liaisons with uh, with police. We we had uh, police escorts uh, for the majority of our ride in 2021, which was a first. We got a lot of support uh, last year, which was fantastic. We're hoping to re-engage this year and uh, make that happen again. Uh, things are looking good in that in that department, so that's always a plus. We're expecting more riders, uh, even though it's COVID and the pandemic and the stuff that's happening. We have been still doing rather well so in 2019 which was the last year before the pandemic hit we i believe the numbers before for the rolling barrage were somewhere in the neighborhood of about 800 participants in total um in 2020 that dropped to about 350 i think and then last year we jumped up a bit more um again the pandemic had its limitations in 2020 that curtailed us into sort of doing provincial or interprovincial bubbles. So it was regional bubbles that they were only allowing for the transports. So that's what we did. And then anybody who was able to cross that had the right uh, things that the governments were looking for would continue on. But we just kept it to where we organized it in that framework. Last year, we were able to go coast to coast as long as people had their double vaccinations, as long as they met certain criteria, but it was up to them. And that worked very well. So Regardless of what happens in 2022, whether restrictions pile back on or whether they open, the country opens up, we're ready for either action, and we will still have a successful go. So last year, uh, it was very late that we got our registrations off because the East Coast was not sure right up until the final minute of whether or not they were going to let people cross in and out without having to self-isolate. And that's where the big problem is, the, the two-week self-isolation. Well, you know, that just makes our event two weeks every time we cross a, a boundary. So we can't do that. So, However, we can do it staged and we can uh, we, we can do it in loops if that needs to. So, But we're, we're confident this year it'll be a repeat of last year and that we will have uh, the ability to go across. We haven't been, we didn't get stymied last year. It worked extremely well. Fires in BC posed a bit of a challenge. Um, but we were monitoring that all the way across and making the decision to end the ride early or and just get have the road safety team just get people home who were from BC 
uh, just to make sure that they were left on their own to get home. So, you know, we, we kind of like to take people under our wing and, uh, and do it. The magic on this ride happens in three days. We have, you can ride for a day, you can ride for three days, you can ride for a week, you can do the whole pole, uh, what we call the full pole. And that's entirely up to you. It's not limited to motorcycles only. Um, we do have people that do show up with uh, uh, four-wheeled vehicles uh, or more. Uh, in the terms of uh, one of the support vehicles we had in one year was a semi truck with a uh, with a fifth wheel in behind uh, to support us. So that was fantastic. Um, we've had cars, pickup trucks, etc. Follow us, um, but it is primarily a motorcycle ride, and that's what we focus on. Uh, whether you have a passenger or you're a solo rider, so you're welcome to come on out. And if you can't ride, you can't spend the whole time, or you can't get the time away from work. That's okay too. We love to have people by the roadside waving at us as we cross the towns, uh, much like they did on the Highway of Heroes. Uh, we love to have uh, people meet us at the destinations. This year, we had some fantastic turnouts across the country when we arrived. A couple of real big standouts was Meeple, Manitoba, Okotoks, Alberta. Uh, even as we came into Vancouver, was spectacular. Uh, Cranbrook in British Columbia was a very warm welcome. They had people eating in the parking lot for us. They had food cooking. Wayne Raider, Alberta, put on a wonderful reception for us. Yorkton, Saskatchewan, uh, had their uh, Legion members out with a color guard for us and a little ceremony before we went uh, to dinner. Um, the RCMP that were escorting us in that leg put on a wonderful salute to us as we crossed the provincial boundaries, which was it, it touched the hearts of a lot of us uh, as we came into Nipawah, um, kind of jumping around is where we went as the memories flood back the uh the townsfolk in Nipawah were were lined up for kilometers before we hit the town just sitting with lawn chairs or their vehicles waiting and little signs and that meant a lot that meant a lot minto new brunswick is uh, sort of the same affair they've we've been to Minto uh, many years, and they always pull out all the stops to welcome us with people lining the roadsides. Okotoks was the same thing, but really had a dramatic impact with all the flags that they put up. Their Chamber of Commerce, or I forget which organization actually uh, did that. My uh, our, our representative out there would have more details on that, but the fact is, is we rode in with nothing but Canadian flags lining the road, and just sends tangles up. So. The one thing I got to say, we aren't aligned with uh, or sanctioned by the Canadian forces, by any police department, by any fire department, emergency service or hospital organization. We are our own entity. Uh, we're made up. Our riders are comprised of people who have served, uh, people who haven't served. Uh, some of our organizers have never spent a day in any kind of uniform and are just out there to help because they recognize what some of our folks go through and want to help um, and want to give back to them. So they've, they've stepped forward. So we really appreciate those folks. Uh, it's aimed as the t-shirt that I'm wearing kind of shows we've got, the, we've got six symbols for the military and first responders. And that's kind of our inclusivity. Uh, it's who we're after. Like I said, if you've served uh, your community or, uh, or the country and are hurt due to that service and are struggling to get help, give us a shout. Um, if you want to help those that are struggling, please, you know, we want people living with PTSD and healing from it. It's an injury, no more than getting wounded in the shoulder to breaking an arm to slipping and falling. 
Uh, it has lasting effects. There's therapy that requires, there's ongoing care, and we want to make sure that we keep people around. We're losing way too many folks to uh, taking their lives because of the demons that are running around in their head. Uh, their brothers and sisters, as far as we're concerned, uh, we see them that way. I've got many friends from my service in the Air Force uh, to people that I've interacted with from the emergency services. So um, a lot on both sides of that fence. And when I hear about one of them being lost or taking their life, it's tragic, um, you know, to, to, for them to be lost and feeling like they're on their own. So we want to end that. And like your Stomp the Stigma show says, it's one of our things is to end the stigma of PTSD. You know, we're, uh, we're a coast-to-coast -coast ride to combat PTSD, but at the same time, we're trying to end that stigma. So we have a, a, a kindred mission in that aspect. So Wow, that is amazing. Oh, Thank you. That's an incredible story and mission and... Oh, everything. That's so awesome. So have you been a part of the Rolling Barrage um, from the very beginning? Yes, I have. Um, so I've been riding, riding motorcycles since I was a kid uh, and, and group riding and all sorts of stuff. So I'd heard when I was living in Winnipeg, I'd heard about a uh, somebody who was crossing the country to, uh, to raise funds and awareness for something. And I was pretty sure it was PTSD at the time. And my wife and I got posted out to Ottawa in uh, 2017. So I was I was looking to find out. I, I'd missed it. I found out after the fact, after it, after this, uh, whoever it was had ridden across. And we were looking for supporting. And when uh, 2017 came around, there was a thing called the Rolling Barrage. And my wife had found it online. And I went, yep, that's it. I'm in. Uh, I'll do that ride. And there was another ride that was happening going the other direction. So Rolling Barrage was going east to west. There was another organization that was going uh, west to east, and their military re uh, oriented as well. So I kind of went, well, I don't know who I'm going to support, but I'll do both. I can do a loop because it just so happened they were both stopping in the same place on the one day. So I met up in Quebec with Rolling Barrage in 2017, rode with them to Borden, picked up the other ride, and came home. But at the end of the first day, actually the first fuel stop of the first day, I was making friends. And I actually have two friends I consider brothers now from that ride, as well as uh, quite a few other people that I look forward to seeing every year. I consider as family. I consider as uh, as close friends as I've had since the day I joined the Air Force 30-some-odd uh, years ago. So it's I've been with it ever since. I've ridden a little further each time. So the first couple of years, I just went back and forth. And at the end of those three days, I was really seeing the magic happen. Like uh, the first day, I'm looking around going, this is pretty amazing. And these people are definitely the type of people I want to uh, I want to ride with. Uh, by day two, the stories are coming out and people are talking and letting it. So you, you, you kind of warm up on that second day. And by day three, that's where the magic happens. It's like, you know, you're suddenly leaving summer camp and you don't want to go. And myself and another fella were sitting in the parking lot at the uh, Indian dealership in Barrie as the, the, the wave goodbye to everybody the next morning after we arrived. And uh, after the rolling barrage pulled out and these new friends that I'd made were pulling away, it's kind of anticlimactic. And I kind of looked at the fella and went, this kind of sucks. Uh, and he goes, yeah, I want to keep going too. And it's like, I don't know if I, I got to work though and I got to catch this other ride to go back. So it was, and I saw that during the thing. I wasn't the only one that was feeling like that, and neither was the other gentleman that was with me. Uh, we 
we had another fellow uh, just prior, uh, the day before, who had been riding even further uh, and had terminated in Ottawa. And when he said his goodbyes, it was very emotional. Um, and that struck a chord to the point where I went, you know, m my wife's got PTSD from her service as a medic in two tours of Afghanistan, and it was, she rides as well, and I'm thinking, this, she really needs to be a part of this, she really needs to see this. She was on a course in Borden, so she couldn't attend the Rowan Barrage in 2017, but she rode back with me with the other with the other group, and then when we got home, I was doing nothing but talking about the Rowan Barrage, and how spectacular it was, and how how effective it was with the uh, people that I saw. And there was just something about it. And I told her, you got to ride next year. Like, you've got to see this. So I did the same routine in 2020, or in 2018, rather. Jumped on in Quebec. Um, I think it was Riviera de Lou was the, was, uh, was my start point that year and rode to, uh, just outside Montreal, uh, where my wife rode from Ottawa to, uh, to meet us in Montreal. And then she stayed with us until we got uh, back to uh, Borden again that year. And it made an impact on her. So it was the right thing, it, it, it had the thing, and we're seeing that too. So the one thing that I put out is, to everybody is, hey, if you can only come out for a day, please do, you know, uh, it, it, it's worth seeing it. Um, but if you, you know, if you can spend a couple of days, that's where that magic happens is on day three, that's when you really solidify with everybody and you realize that you're not alone. And that's what we're after. And I can guarantee that I've seen people, personally seen people, where they're feeling alone when they start and they feel bonded when they're leaving. And it's in that three-day window. Um, we have a couple of great stories of people that have started with us, where one fella had shown up, uh, a former paramedic, I believe, had shown up in uh, at, the, at the start and had said, you know, I'm just going to do a ride to the next fuel stop. I have real... Really, I have PTSD really bad. I don't know how well I can do with this, uh, but I'm just going to ride the fuel stop. And everybody was like, "Hey, no problem." And he said, "You know, I'm, I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next one." And before we knew it, well, before they knew it, I wasn't on that full pole that year. Uh, he had done the entire country. He did the full, full pole all by himself, or well, not all by himself. He was with us, obviously, with the organization, and rode all the way across. And we, uh, you know, I, I met him the next year and had little bits to talk about and had seen him again. And that, that's pretty special when you get to see somebody like that. This summer in 2021, it was the same thing. We had a, uh, a friend now show up, uh, didn't know him from a hole on the ground and had said, you know, I sort of the same sort of deal, you know, like I'm, I, I plan to ride with you guys. I've, I've booked off the whole thing. My wife is encouraging me to go all the way across. I'm not sure if I can. Uh, but I'd like to, but I'll, I'll see how I can do because I'm, I'm really hurting. Hey, no problem. And if you need to talk, please, you know, just uh, tap one of us on the shoulder. And a few of us kind of, again, took that person under the wing, had a little chat, made sure that they were okay, checked up on them and just made them feel comfortable and welcome. And uh, it wasn't hard to do. The guy's a pretty spectacular person uh, to begin with. Uh, but again, all the way across the country. And we had a, we had, a, we, we made a friend that started and tire dipped with us out, uh, out east and, and actually was unable to do the tire dip, but we made sure that that happened partway through where we brought some ocean water with us so that we could make it happen. And, uh, but that person was there from the start, from day one, all the way through to the end and tire dipped with us, uh, at HMCS Discovery in Vancouver, uh, on Naval Reserve Base. So we aren't just about military. 
We are about first responders as well. We want to make sure that that gets out there. Um, again, there's uh, people that work on the roadside at car accidents and very traumatic incidents that uh, leaves them hurting as well. And they're they're welcome to uh, call us uh, if they can't find help on their own. But again, uh, as far as the support is concerned, anybody is welcome to join in and ride with us. Anybody is welcome to join in and support or to uh, help with the organization. You know, I we always put a call to action out uh, as much as we can on social media to say, hey, if you're if, if you want to help these folks that are struggling with their service, give us a shout. We've got we've always got a position that we need help with. Uh, whether we're double-hatted in an area or whether it's just not being met because our plates are too full or we have a really big area that has got a lot going on that it's too much for one person to do and they need some help. So if you've got skills, whether it be you're gregarious and outgoing and love doing video stuff or pictures or you like meeting people or you like organizing or you're really good with administrative purposes or you've got I don't know, whatever skill there is, or you're a, uh, a group rider from days, uh, from decades and really know your stuff and the thing, there's always a place that we can fill you in. Uh, give us a shout at, uh, at the rolling barrage at gmail.com and I'll let Alana uh, put that on her, uh, on her site. Uh, if she'd be kind enough, uh, send us an email and just, Give us what your strengths and what your limitations are and what your focus interest is, and we'll see what we can put you into or uh, give a couple options. Uh, we also have our website, www.therollingbarrage.com. Please go check it out. Take a look at what's going on. That's where uh, our official information goes up. We also have a Facebook page, so facebook.com slash therollingbarrage, and that's where our first initial uh releases are done uh and there's a lot of questions that get asked on there so we try to we try to maintain that to go up plus we have an instagram and a uh, twitter account as well that we do social media blasts on the ride is about those that come forward it's their ride it's not ours we're just stepping up to make it happen um same with the organization this is not you know the, this foundation is about helping our brothers and sisters that hurt uh, and making sure that there's help for them you know we we know great the doc is out there to help the military they're doing a great job there's a lot more work to do and we're advocating on that uh first responders you know there's police agencies that have osi clinics and we're working strongly uh with them now to try and uh we're trying to get in touch with the, the specific osi clinics to let them know we're here as well as to let our people know hey you're a police officer, there's a suicide clinic that's part of your department. They should know about it, but sometimes they don't, and they don't know how to navigate it. So, you know, we, we, we try to put that liaison into play as well uh, as we move forward. We're working with a few uh, legions. Uh, the branches themselves have stepped up quite a lot. We've They were spectacular at some of the uh, events. Uh, again, Wainwright uh, pulled out a lot of stops. We had stops in Ontario and Manitoba and uh, I, I can't do them all service and, and name them all. And uh, we're, we're planning to have a, uh, a page to thank them all. We're just sifting through mass amounts of information that we were able to collect this year. And now we have to data mine it and get it out there. So we're hoping to have more of those specific entities 
thank uh, uh, properly and make sure that we haven't missed anybody. I'm sure I'm missing a few, and I'm going to have my wrist slapped when I get off of this uh, podcast by my by my other directors and my social media guy. Hey, I forgot this. You know, uh, doing what I can and off the cuff, and it's just a busy time, and we're we're really excited. Uh, if you can't tell by the fact that I haven't stopped talking, I think for what are we at now? A half an hour. I'm going to turn it over to you, or I'll just talk forever. Uh, any questions that you want to focus on? Um, so does anyone that wants to ride with you have to register, or can people mm-hmm. just join you? Excellent question. So we have a registration process on our webpage. Uh, when you go in there, there'll be a couple of links. So obviously there's a donate button. I'll put that one out first. <laughs> then we have a shop button for our merchandise that we use to raise funds uh, for uh, our growth and to help people like the, the funds uh, are, are there for uh, for that kitty as well. And then there's the registration button. And when registrations go live, they're not live right now, but when they go live, there's a process that uh, you basically just pick how many days that you want to ride for. We do them in groupings. So one to three days, four to six, seven plus. And uh, that money is primarily for the administrative costs that it costs insurance and everything else and stuff that we need to put forward at the stops uh, is for that. And then we have some administrative things. Obviously, there's always administrative things. Uh, you know, when we're shipping merchandise out, there's a cost to that. So, you know, we have to make sure that all those costs balance because we don't, we're not for profit. We're not here to generate funds in our pocket, but any surplus does go into the donation copper. So that's the big piece. And the registrations, once they open up, you pick what you want, you pay for it out of the store. It's linked with our store and uh, you'll get an email with uh, the details of it and a form and the forms that you have to do, uh, you got to go through the, uh, the safety uh, aspect and the, uh, the code of conduct that we have. You know, we, we are part of we are out in the middle of the public with a bunch of bikes, and all they see is a group of motorcycles. Uh, we're hoping to change that where they're starting to look for us and realize that it's a rolling barrage. So obviously, we want we want to have a positive image with the public. Uh, we're we're just riders. We're uh, we're service people, whether military or first responders, or whether they were scrubs in a hospital, or whether they're a tow truck driver or a CBSA or whatever, or they're uh, with Corrections Canada or Corrections provincially or whatever, uh, or they're just mom, pop, brother, sister, friends uh, who are civilians that uh, that ride with us to support and to bring. Uh, more punch to this cause so you know we're out there in the public uh, you sign that off uh, there's a waiver to sign for your uh, uh, to make sure that you understand the hazards of a group ride and a motorcycle ride that's going across the country uh, we take that and the registration's done so you fill that out online you can uh, we make sure that we bring it so that our people will get a chance to review it and make sure that everything's been done there's a registration fee for that. That's so you just show up and uh, with your registration uh, proof of registration payment, and you're good to go. And then we do our safety brief in the morning, and line everybody up, and away we go. Wow. So do you follow the same route every year that you do this? Wow, you got some great questions. <laughs> um, no, we don't. Um, we we repeat certain aspects of the ride. We're changing our focus. So. Canada is a big country, and uh, initially we were trying to get help from 
military bases and fire halls and police departments, et cetera, to kind of navigate around the country and get toward all those places. Uh, you can't do it without it becoming a three-month adventure. And we just, you know, a lot of people just don't have the funds or the time off to do all that. You know, we have a small core that's going across the country, and there's some people that jump on. There's We had a few other people that jumped on that were able to do the majority, if not all, of the country that weren't part of our ride safety team. Uh, but it's a big expense uh, with hotels and food and gas uh, and time off where not everybody has that. Um, so that limits where we can go. So what we're trying to do is we will hit certain areas and develop them and get the word out. And then we'll look for another area that we haven't been to or that is wants to support, but we had to check another one out. So we'll go back to them. And we're, we're trying to do that. What we're trying to make, like in Ontario, we want to make it a northern and a southern route so that we can capture two of the largest uh, uh, bases and some of the uh, uh, the largest centers of uh, first responders that are out there. And of course, the, uh, the base populace uh, of, of Canadians, uh, we want to get that out there as well. So we do change the route up. Uh, in Alberta, we change where we're going, Manitoba, We've done it a couple of different ways. Saskatchewan, again, there's a couple of different ways to go uh, on how we want to do this. Uh, in BC, sometimes we go back routes. This year we went south and along Highway 3 from the Crow's Nest Pass out along through uh, uh, the bottom end and then up into Kelowna from there, where other times it's been from the, the central route or more the northern route coming down from Camelot. So we, we change it up every year. The way we get into Vancouver is different. And again, it's to get that footprint out. It's to make it interesting as well for the riders doing the same route every year uh, is great from a logistics perspective and a planning thing. Like, here we go, just repeat it. But, you know, as a rider and crossing the country as many times as I have uh, on my own and now with this organization, it's kind of nice to change it up a bit. And again, we want to get into those communities. You know, there's people that retire all over the place. Uh, mm -hmm. And we found that where we suddenly popped in and all these people are coming up and saying hello and Hey, I, I served in the forces. I was a police officer. I was a firefighter. I was EMS. Uh, I was in uh, an emergency room nurse or a doc. And they come forward, they talk to you, and then you realize, yeah, this was a smart move coming down to this little area uh, to get the word out where they didn't know about us before. So we we snake that route for that reason, and unfortunately, we can't hit everywhere every time. And there's uh, every year we hear about it. Hey, how come you're not coming to our area? You know. One of the limitations we have too is we have to, be, you know, uh, we have to have somebody out that region to plan. So if we always put that back where they say, "Hey, you're not coming to our area," it's like, "Yeah, well, we're coming up that way for nothing planned and maybe one person that showed up." And as much as we want to support that, it's a lot of expense for those that are going all the way across and the logistics of it. But if you want us to come to your town and we're not coming and we don't have a rep. I'm going to put it out to you to please come forward and help and uh, uh, and help us plan that route because if we get the support up there, we're there. Uh, this year, we're repeating the East Coast of New Brunswick. It was a it was a test last year in 2021. We hadn't hugged the coastline, and it was well. Let's take a look, uh, not just from the beauty of the East Coast of New Brunswick, but to see like being Air Force, I've known a lot of people that have retired out in New Brunswick and are from New Brunswick. So, you know, hey, we haven't topped that area yet. Let's go, let's go take a look. So we set the route up and all of a sudden there were riding uh, groups that had shown up. There was people that had shown up. Uh, the towns that we had stopped in were, uh, we'd gotten positive feedback from that and it was okay, that, that was a good decision. So we're going to repeat the East Coast of New Brunswick this year. Uh, and then 
in the future we're going to uh, we're going to look at pucking back inland. So we're going to try and hit an area every couple of years. So for a couple of years to repeat, just not a, a once in and gone. Like we'll try to you know uh, do a test run there if it's new, or just try and repeat a couple of years there. In a couple of years we'll do the inner route, or maybe the northern for a couple of years and the southern for a couple of years. So long-winded answer, but I hope that covered all the bases. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I was introduced to the Rolling Barrage by Chad from C2C for PTSD. Oh, yes. Good. Um, and so he's walking from west to east, um, and he should be walking around the same time. Do you know if you guys are going to cross paths at all? We've actually uh, been, uh, one of our directors has uh, reached out and spoken briefly with him, and we're trying to coordinate that and see where we can meet along the way so that uh, we can maybe just do a little even if it's just a glad hand photo op, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's sort of the same sort of mission. And uh, uh, we're really stoked that he's taken up that challenge himself. Uh, we know that he's been involved with some of the, uh, organ- or one of the organizations that we supported in the, uh, in the past. So there's always, been, it's, it's like your military career where, you know, we're only 60,000 folks and all of a sudden it's like you walk into a town and you got buddies that you, yeah. that you forgot you had or, you know, uh, people that you've uh, known all along. So it's it's kind of nice to see that kindred spirit and the fact that he's walking across the country. I, I've i never done that myself. I did uh, Nijmegen in 2009 where I marched for four days with a 20-kilo pack on my back uh, for 40K a day. It's uh, it's an exercise that happens over in, uh, in Holland every year, uh, and, and the Canadian Forces supports it. So uh, the base that I was at put a team together. So... I understand the dynamics of what he's about to embark upon to walk across the country, but I can't fathom what it is to do it every single day for yeah. uh, for that many thousands of miles. Uh, doing it on a motorcycle, yeah. Uh, at, at this stage of life, I'll, I'll take the motorized transport. <laughs> Chad, you know, uh, we wish you the best on your trip, and I'm really hoping that I get a chance to meet you as well, and we can make it happen where we can uh, meet up with him. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, I do you want to touch on um, PTSD itself a little bit? Um, Absolutely. There's such a stigma around PTSD and kind of what that looks like for everybody. Um, and I think PTSD portrayal in the media and in movies tends to show um, veterans kind of losing their minds or um, like mass shootings or kind of extreme events like that. And you typically don't really see the quieter, more personal side of things. But I mean, I guess that doesn't really sell movies, but um, (laughs) what are some of the kind of lesser known stigmas, I guess, that the Rolling Barrage is trying to break? I want to say, you know, there's, like you said, there's quite a few stigmas about it. Um, The way that people look at somebody as someone who's got PTSD, are they about to snap or are they about to go? Uh, yeah, there's that aspect. Our main focus, though, is about the stigma to themselves, where they feel they're broken. They feel that they're not worth anything. Uh, it's We're more focused on that internal stigma because if we don't break that, they're not with us. Uh, in this, you know, Looking at the figures in the States, uh, there's 22 military personnel with PTSD that take their own lives. Uh, every, uh, I should quote the, uh, the facts that I don't know, but it's called 22 Kill, and there's an organization down in the States that's trying to do the same thing to stop that. Um, I won't 
venture into how much there is in Canada. There was uh, some studies done based on the military, but we're looking at the first responders too. And this year has been a tough year. We've seen uh, and posted about uh, quite a few first responders that have taken their life this year and a few military folks that have uh, as well. I guess, yeah, just to re-answer that, it's our, uh, it's the internal stigma that we want to break first. Uh, it helps. We're, we're still there to break the public stigma so that they understand that, you know, this is an injury. They're not crazy. And in fact, we look at it that if you've got PTSD from what you've experienced, you're not broken. Mm-hmm. Your brain's working properly. It's trying to cope with what you've seen that goes against your moral compass. Uh, you've seen or done something that doesn't go with the way you were raised, and that causes mental anguish. That's what's supposed to happen. So you're not you're not broken. You're hurt. You've been injured, and we want to make sure that we get you that help if you can't find it yourself. Uh, or we just want to support you. This ride, it's the same thing. I can honestly say that. There's people that look forward to this ride every year just to touch base. And if it wasn't for that event, they'd have a tougher year. There's a lot of people that are just so happy that we're coming back and that we're there. And when we see each other again, it's it, it's a very warm thing. And we want to make sure that that part of the stigma, that you know that you're not alone, that there is, uh, that there is people involved with it that care about you. And we want to see you back next year. Uh, we want to make sure that that message gets crossed. Do you think that there are enough supports out there for veterans and first responders to deal with that kind of thing? It's better. It's better than what it was, uh, but there's enough. No, until we don't have people taking their own life, until we have people understanding that it's an injury and there's a healing process to go through, uh, no. There's there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. Uh, I'd like to see that come together more. The governments are starting to uh, get better in supporting, but again, there's a lot more work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the struggles that, you know, I, I'll turn it back to the vets for a bit, but the struggles that the veterans are going through to deal with or to get the help that they need and uh, some of the statements that have made uh, been made uh, where, you know, uh, vets are asking too much or uh, we, we can't support that. Um, there's a lot of problems that Canada has to focus on at home before we solve the world's problems but that's part of what Canada is about as well you know there's there's two sides to every coin so I'm looking forward to more coming out I'm looking for uh, our organization is looking to if it doesn't exist to see how we can make that happen more uh, but right now it's we got to walk before we run so we're going to uh, try to help people on the ride and make sure that they're that they're that they're taking care of and we're going to spread that word and we're going to raise the money and we're going to look for evidence-based activities or tools and we're going to support that and we're going to do our best to get that message out through avenues like this or uh, mainstream media uh, to say there's help for you and we want to see you around every year. We, we don't want you taking your own life because you're hurt. That's not fair. Yeah. And it's not right. Yeah. I know there's um, arguably maybe more of a stigma surrounding mental health when it comes to uh, men as well Um, because they're supposed to be the the tough ones um, strong and not show their emotions and I think that stereotype around kind of tough men and motorcycles also plays into that a little bit Um, 
Is there? Is it there does, really... but there's a brotherhood with 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 biking as well. That kind of helps. Yeah. With with getting that through. In fact, there's a thing called wind therapy. Uh, a lot of riders jump on their bike, and there's uh, things about how. You never see a motorcycle outside a psychiatrist's office, uh, etc. There's a few jokes that are uh, uh, out there about that, but the big, uh, the big piece of the puzzle there is that yeah, there is an internal stigma about that toughness, and there's we're we're looking at internally as it takes more courage to say you need help or to say that you're hurt than it did to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not a courage factor, but it takes a strength to do that. It, it, it's a very tough thing to come up and say, I'm hurt and I'm broken. I've had direct contact with um, with an emergency service person who, uh, a first responder, um, not an EMS person, but part of the first responder community, who had said they served a long, uh, uh, multi-decade career, and after everything they've seen, they're hurt. They didn't think to come forward after riding with us in 2021 and interacting with us. Uh, they realized that, yeah, they do need to come forward. Uh, they're looking forward to being part of the ride again and being back. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the person this year, which is a very big positive for me being the big giant head for the first year, taking over from Scott Casey. Uh, Scott Casey is our founder. He was the uh, one who came up with the idea of the rolling barrage. Uh, cross-country motorcycle ride raise that awareness and the funds. Uh, he's uh, uh, an RCR, a former RCR member uh, who served in Bosnia, former uh, Yugoslavia. Uh, and I'd seen some pretty nasty stuff, him and his, uh, him and his November company. Uh, and they're a big part of our ride. Uh, Scott had some other uh, service that he did as well, but then he got out and he's uh, now uh, focused on some other things, but he's still with us uh, as our founder and he asked me in 2020 to take over and run the show, and I had to look about work schedule. And when I did, I accepted. And this year, 2021 was a big, scary monkey for me because it was a lot to get done. And I, the back of my head, am I letting these people down? Uh, am I going to make it happen? Is it going to? Is it going to work? Uh, am I making the right decisions? Well, to sum up and to bring it back to the original question, five first responders who either interacted with us or were part of our ride uh, in some fashion, went, were, who were suffering in silence, they had not stepped up, they were big, strong people, men or women, I don't know, I don't know the genders, I don't know the, uh, the people themselves, and that's for their privacy, um, had, we have got the direct feedback that they've come forward as a result of our ride through their respective organizations, either their OSI clinics or their uh, their medical help uh, or whatever mental health initiative that they have in that department to get help. So for us, me particularly, I count that as a big success for 2021. We had five people come forward who were suffering in silence, and that, that means a lot. Like it's, uh, it's what we're about, and that's why we're here. So, you know, we, we want to affect more that way. We want to help more. And yeah, that, that strength that it's not just about the, the men though. I want to, I want to bring that back for a second. Yep. The big, strong military, the big, strong cop, the big, strong firefighter. A lot of women that are out there too, that are having that same problem. Uh, they're supposed to be the mom. You know, they're, 
in charge of their family and they're the one that is the glue for their family and they're broken and uh, they feel broken they feel like they can't help and be who they're supposed to be and that has a very very large role for some of them so we want to break that stigma too you know it's uh you are a good mom you gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of others so it's I don't look at it as part of gender. I see too many folks that are out there. I've ridden with too many folks to know that there's more to it than that. You know, uh, uh, when I see what their services, dispatchers suffering a lot of silence. Uh, they, they're hearing the terror in people's voice at those times of calling. Um, when they're calling for help and it's their last moments, uh, or they're taking that phone call from somebody who is losing somebody they love and they're, they're desperate for help. I've personally spoken with my wife uh, to a dispatcher who brought that up, that she was having a hard time going back to it. And, you know, uh, any of the dispatchers that are out there, you're part of that first line response. We know, maybe we, we can empathize. I can't say that we know what you go through. Everybody, you, you can't know everybody's story. You can't know everybody's factor. But I do understand what you're going through. I know what my wife is going through with her uh, healing and recovery and the struggles that she's had uh, of late. Um, and it's a continuous process, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. And just knowing that there's somebody out there that gives a rep. And that's what we're about. So we want, we do give a rep about you. Uh, the EMS folks are fractionalized, the emergency services, paramedics. Uh, sometimes they're a provincial entity like out in British Columbia. Sometimes they're a community entity like out in uh, out on the East Coast or in the middle of the prairies. Uh, they may be part of a town funding or they might be part of a provincial fund. It's just all over the place. And we're looking to try and reach out to them too. Uh, uh, Maybe motorcycles isn't the best thing for them because they see a lot of the motorcycle accidents. But at the same time, you know, it's uh, it's our method of getting the word across and making the impact. But we want to make sure that they're out there getting their help too. Uh, I have a couple of friends that are paramedics from days gone by, um, and if I was to find out that they took their life from helping people, and uh, that would be a that would be a tragedy. And I. I it would impact me as well. So I, I don't want to see that. Um, none of us want to. You know, our, our directors are made up of uh, former serving military uh, right now. Um, that's open for expansion as we grow. Um, our volunteers are every walk of life. We've had volunteers that, you know, like I said, they didn't wear a uniform. They just, they just stood up and said, how do I help? You know, I want to help you out. Or we've reached out to them going, look, I need your help in this area. And it's been life-changing. I can speak to one of our provincial reps from 2021 that we touched on the shoulder at the last minute to take over because we had a we, we weren't getting what we needed in that area. And I know that that person had a lot of influence and is a stellar uh, group rider um, and a good friend. And it was like, can you give me a hand? Uh, we need we need a spot. Uh, we need somebody to kind of gel together in that and. He stood, he, he stood up. Uh, he had about a month to get things together for us uh, with where things had, uh, had, had come to uh, come to be with uh, the provincial stuff that was going on and the East Coast and that. It's like, look, you know, we're, we're, we're ready to go. Uh, what can we do? We want to make it bigger, better. And my God, did he ever stand up? Uh, we had a, Manitoba was a phenomenal uh, run for us this year. 
Uh, we also had another member get posted into Winnipeg who jumped on board with uh, my friend who's a civilian. And the two of them just kicked butt. I mean, that was a uh, Winnipeg through Nipawa out to Saskatchewan and then through Saskatchewan was was really well done. Uh, the Prairie folks really did a good job. I can't get a good job. I can't just lay it in one area. Uh, but at the end in Saskatchewan, when my friend from Manitoba, who stood up, uh, we were saying our goodbyes, and he looks at me and he goes, Harm, I uh, got to tell you, man, I, I had no idea what this was about. Um, I'm, you know, I, I just wanted to help out because you, of what you folks do and what you folks have done uh, in the careers to help Canada. And if I can get back to that, I just wanted to do that. But I had no idea that this ride was such an impact. This is life changing. Uh, I'm going to be back. I, I can't just not be a part of it. Uh, you know, it, it, it's comments like that that are, I've heard before and I've seen before, and it's very, very true. You know, it's, uh, it is a life changing aspect when you see and you hear those stories and then you talk to these people and they're, they're coming out of that woodwork. Um, so that's breaking that eternal stigma. Wow. And that's, really really special uh what people have come to give out of their pockets and out of their hearts it has been amazing i uh, again at another stop i i was walking out across to get my something out of my bike before we went for dinner and i'm just walking across the uh, uh i'm at my bike and it was actually at my bike and there was a couple that had come up and had asked you know what, what's with all these bikes what are you guys doing are you with a club or something? I was like, no, 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 we're, we're across the country and got into the spiel. And, uh, as we started walking, because I had to go back to the front, and as we're walking, uh, they sat there and said, here, and they handed me, you know, uh, some funds. Uh, so just some cash out of the pocket, you know, please get this to some good use, get somebody some help. It's not much, but it's what we can, it's what we can give. And it was, it was, it was amazing just to have somebody do that out of the just right in the middle of the parking lot and just say, here, I, I want to help. Um, we saw a lot of that. Like there was a lot of times at our stops, we had people coming up going, how do I donate? You know, this is amazing. It's really heartwarming. And again, seeing folks on the side of the road, I got to come back to that. Seeing people on the side of the road. My wife watched friends overseas in Afghanistan and they came back under flag on the highway heroes uh, on the 401 in Ontario. And there's an event that happens every year there, and I've ridden as part of it. And there's up to a thousand bikes that run from Trenton to uh, Port Hope uh, Highway to Heroes ride. And I've been on that a couple of years uh, with my wife and some friends. And to be riding down there and to know that you're taking the same route that some of these people came back under flag, um, who've given their life or lost their life overseas, is one aspect. But when you see the fire departments with the trucks and a flag hoisted, or you see the uh, the, the Legion or the veterans organizations, whether it's the uh, uh, Royal Canadian Air Force Association or whether it's Anavets or uh, whoever is out there, and you see them holding banners or just community folks and just people, uh, just citizens, holding a sign and waving a flag as you roll under that bridge or as you see them on the side of the highway on a hill, it sends shivers up your back to know that there's that support and then that connection hit on the highway of heroes like yeah that's what they were doing when the uh, procession came by to return that person home and that's a really big connection um to know that you're doing that for more than just somebody who's lost their life but you're doing that to help somebody keep their life adds to that emotion and 
there was a lot of that in 2021 for me. There was a lot of those good, solid moments, the, the, the heartwarming piece where, you know, uh, it makes all the struggles, all the tribulations of planning such a, uh, such a thing and getting this organization up and being the right organization. Uh, it's one of our focuses that we want to make sure that we are doing the right thing. We're not just repeating mistakes of the past or falling into traps that others have done. Uh, it's it's seeing those folks supporting us. Oh, I think what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. This is incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I know I haven't asked too many questions. Um, I feel like That's you asked. I've, I've been taking them the whole time. So ask your questions. I'll do my best to give you a shorter answer. No, so no, can, that's okay. You can, you can cut the heck out of this stuff. That's <laughs> fine. I'm okay with that. You know, like it, it, it's good to talk and I'll get on my soapbox and ramble. You gotta, you gotta kind of rein me in on that because this is an emotional thing. It's, yeah. uh, it's very close to the heart. Uh, you know, like I said, my wife suffers from it. My friends deal with it. Uh, my wife is get, is doing better. Uh, she's one of the organizers. She's one of the directors. We're, we're still moving forward. Um, but there's moments that it, uh, it becomes a thing. And, you know, I, I've lost friends directly, um, to service. Got a few people that I know that have taken their life. I, I think about them all the time. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's something that I want to do their memory proper mm-hmm. by making sure that we're doing the right thing. So yeah. we're out there. So I'll let you ask your questions. I'll try to sum it up and give you a quick answer. No, no, I was going to say, um, I didn't really ask many questions, but you answered pretty much all the ones that I had anyway. So that was great. <laughs> good, good. Um, was there anything else? Um, related to the rolling barrage that you wanted to put out there or you wanted people to know that we didn't get to touch on at all? Yeah, you know what? Just keep an eye out for us. You're, you're going to see a bunch of bikes uh, in a group that are uh, going down. They might have a bunch of veteran uh, vests on from different veteran clubs and riding clubs, motorcycle clubs, uh, organizations uh, from Legion riders to even NATO vets to uh, uh, MCs to you'll see them riding in a big group. It'll be a mix of vests. When you see us, give us a wave, honk the horn, just give us a thumbs up as you as you pass us. If we're if you're passing us in the left lane and we're just uh, booking along just slightly above the uh, in and around the, the speed limit, and you're wondering why all these bikes are are in your way, uh, just realize that we're there raising support and it's us and i'd ask the public just to keep an eye out for us just just look for us this summer in august when we're out there for three weeks uh, crossing this country uh if uh uh and if you, if we're not stopping in your town uh if we're a short distance away grab your kids grab make up a sign just come down and wave uh it doesn't even have to be elaborate just come out and wave come to our website i'm gonna i'm gonna drive that traffic back to the website uh, we have a donate button. We have, you know, buy some shirts. Uh, we're doing a, uh, a recount right now. We're getting ready to reorder more merch. So the store is uh, offline for right now, but it'll be coming back up uh, uh, in the next uh, few weeks or so so that we can uh, get that back up. And then we're going to come out with a new limited edition shirt again for 2022. Uh, we, every year we kind of put out something special. Facebook page, uh, share it, 
as much as you can. We we need those shares. We need those followings. Uh, or we need those likes off the uh, off the social media accounts as well as our YouTube channel that we have. We're going to get some videos together as we move forward. And in working with the military biker, he did a phenomenal thing where he followed us from uh, Jasper to Okotoks and did a wonderful piece on us. So uh, please go check that out and see the magic happen where you see the bikes and going through uh, the Rockies and uh, coming into Okotoks and see that magic as we come into a community. Uh, he did a phenomenal job meeting it uh, and, and tracking what we did. So please go to that, uh, donate if you can. Come out, give us a hand, drop us a line at the rolling barrage at gmail.com if you can uh, if you have skills that you think you can help and want to help, we can always use more people behind the scenes making this happen. So uh, that's what I'll put out is to, uh, to, to find some way to support it. You know, maybe when you see a first responder or you see a service member or you see somebody in the hospital who's struggling to keep up and is having a really bad day, maybe just give them a thank you. Uh, it doesn't always seem like it when we go through our roles and the, 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 our own personal things that we go through, but... They're out there away from their families doing what they are doing to make sure that we're all safe. So just give them a thank you back. So give them some direct support too. That, that, that means a lot. You know, that, That's all I can say. It's not always the easiest thing to do, but it, it, it goes a long way for some of those folks. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for you guys to come out here and I will definitely be down in Okotoks. Oh, good. I, I look forward to seeing it. I'm going to do the full poll again. It's my, it's our second year doing it. So the wife and I are doing the full poll. Uh, uh, our lead bike is back. Uh, our, our, our second lead bike, Warren, he's back. So Jim and Warren are going to be back at the front leading the pack. Uh, uh, one of our lead tail gunners is coming uh, back into the fray. So uh, Mark will be rearing it up. My wife and I might be waist gunning or we'll be doing other things. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we are going to be on the road as well as a few of other folks uh, uh, just wait for some confirmation on some of the other people that were part of the road safety team. But, uh, and then, of course, the hundreds of people that rode with us. I'm looking forward to seeing as many of them as we can. And, of course, Alana, it'll be great to have a chance to stop and have a, a personal chat with you when we, when we get out of town. And uh, maybe we can do a little follow-up and I can let you know how things are going this year as compared to last year. Yeah, so. that would be amazing. Okay. Um, just before we wrap up, I have one question that I ask every single guest that comes on the podcast. Um, so is there a stigma or a misconception surrounding mental health or in this case, PTSD that bothers you the most or one that you hear most often, but isn't true? Yeah. Um, there's two, the crazy person with PTSD. I got to give them a wide berth. They're, they're, they're dangerous. Um, I don't see this much of that anymore, but that's been one that's always kind of bugged me. Uh, it's an injury. It's not, they're not sick. It's an injury. Um, that's the external one. Um, my big one, and I had mentioned it before is the internal one that I'm broken. I can't, I, I'm no good. Um, there's something wrong with me there because I have this, I'm, I, I'm a bad person for what I've done or I'm a bad person for what I'm doing or for feeling the way that I am or I'm weak. That's the one for me. It's that internalization stigma that is the hardest. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not sick. You're not broken. You're not, uh, you're not worthless. You're hurt. I can't say it enough. 
you've been injured from what you've seen. Your, your, your brain is working properly. It's trying to cope with something horrible or something that shouldn't have been. We want you around. We want you to get through this. We want to help you do that. So you're not, you're not what you think you are on the negative stance. You're the person. You are that strong person. You're not weak. You are that strong person. We just want to turn that focus of strength from the anguish into healing. Um, you were strong before. You're still strong. You will be strong again. It's a matter of refocusing where that strength is and where your thoughts are. Um, we know what you feel. There's, I might be Air Force. I might have fixed airplanes uh, all my life. I might not have been in mud and gunk and cold or whatever directly. I was on a flight line and cold or whatever, fixing an airplane. I might not have had bullets whizzing over my head, but I know what you're going through because I watch others go through this. I know that there's a path to healing. I might not be the right person to talk to you about what you're going through, but there is at least 450 others that were out there uh, who, who good chance may know what you're going through. But even if not, I give the, I give a flying rep. I give a shite that you're here. So whether or not you're, you're the same as me or I'm the same as you, I thank you for your service and the help that you've done uh, in my off hours or regardless of what it is, you're on the side of the highways or when I brought my kid into the emergency ward, I get a rep about you too. So please come forward, get the help. It, the, the stigma is a stigma. That's all it is. It doesn't define you. Your injury does not define you. That's, that's the biggest one for me, the internal sickness. Yeah. Yeah. That's where people hurt themselves. Yeah, that's a huge one. Okay. Um, if people want to reach out to you or have more questions for you, yeah. um, what is the best way for them to do that? We've got a couple of platforms. So you can reach out on our social media. Uh, Facebook, um, everybody's on Facebook. Most people are on Facebook. Uh, I'm more on Facebook now than I was. I was more anti-social media than I was social media back in the day. The website, we have a comment section, so you can drop a comment there. Uh, our email address, um, you can send us an email if it's something specific that you want to uh, uh, take care of. But I, I'd say the best way is probably through the social media at this point. Um, if you're volunteering and need to send some files or something, then our email is probably the better way. If you just want to leave a comment on the, on the webpage, that's always welcome. So it just depends on what you need to get a hold of us for. Uh, easiest is probably our social media accounts. So uh, Facebook, the Rolling Bar uh, slash the Rolling Barrage, and, uh, our Twitter feed and our uh, uh, Instagram account uh, is is monitored. Uh, there's uh, usually somebody that monitors it uh, daily. Okay, perfect. Well, that's all that I had for you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Alana. It was a Great talking to you. I, I really appreciate you reaching out to us to, to have this chat. It uh, it really does mean a lot for us, you know, to, to get more exposure and to have people suddenly realizing yeah, that we're yeah. out here. Uh, so that's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you for joining me. I think this is this is going to be a really good episode, and I love what you guys are doing. It's, it's amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to reach out at any time. You can contact me on Instagram and Facebook at StompTheStigmaYYC, and you can email me at StompTheStigmaYYC at gmail.com.
If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. And if you or someone you know would like to come on, I would love to have you share your story, speak your truth, and together we can stomp the stigma.